Welcome to Driftless Drinks, a show about beer, drinks, and libations in the Driftless area. My name is Mark. My name is John. Today I get to introduce John to Oso's Barrel-Aged Liquid Soul. We talk about juicy, hazy IPAs, and we jump into Surly's one-man mosh pit. Let's get after it. All right, there we so go. There we go. We're back. Uh, I don't know where we went, but uh, <laughs> we sure got here in a hurry. Well, we had to listen to a little music before we start this thing That's off. Right. That's right. So here we are. We're doing a here try this. Uh, this time we've got Oso's Barrel Aged Liquid Soul. Um, John, you have not had this, correct? Not at, no, I have not. Mm-hmm. I've had a number of them from Oso and some dark ones that I really like from them, but I have not had this. Okay. Well, fantastic. Looking forward to getting you into this one. Um, so this comes from Oso, which I believe is up in Plover. I don't know. Let me read the label here. Yes, it is in Plover. Uh, I thought that's where. So my wife and I were actually at the brew, uh, the tap house there. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where we picked up uh, a few beers. We had a couple of them. And uh, they had a lot of sours on tap. But they do have a couple of... Uh, <laughs> big uh stouts too and i've always been a fan of some of their you know stouts and porters that they got one of their regular releases is the um imperial uh uh, night train yeah there's a night train oh is there is there oh that's a porter and then there's the i think it used to be called the satin solstice imperial stout oh i have not had a regular release that was good really yeah all right so anyway that we were in the area Figured we'd give Oso a shot, stop in the tap room, and they had some fun Imperial Stouts on tap. None of which I was able to bring home <laughs> except for the Liquid Soul in a bottle. And the, so, li- and the Liquid Soul is only at the at the tap house. There is, they don't release that anywhere else according to their website. That You can't get it anywhere but at the tap house. Yes. So that's that's it. Yeah, and they so have almost this, 50 gotta... beers in the tap house. So it's uh, they have quite a few, I think, that are limited 50? to right there. Gee. Yeah. So – what we ended up doing was looking through their bottle selection, and Liquid Soul was there. And since we this is one of the ones we had sampled there, it looked amazing, and I wanted to bring some back. So here we go. John, would you like to do the honors? Or? Oh, yeah, I can do the honors. All yeah, right. pass that bad boy over here. So, yeah, well, right. we could have been doing this while I was talking, but that's fine. No, we're going to um, do this. All right, should we go for sound effect? All right. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, it's smoky. Yeah. That's not smoke. That's carbon oxide times two like a, oh like two the, what is this so the, maybe do i have the right glass having a party in there well, this is what I, we're doing right is it dirty no oh of course no it's well, not then, it, no you don't have glasses right. aren't dirty at your house till we use them <laughs> okay all right here we go Ooh. i just got a little more sound effect there that is coming out black as my father's soul something i would tell him to his face oh did i pour too much no maybe. you're good uh, okay i do a really bad job especially if i'm pouring mine first so now there's a lot of different aspects to this that you were supposed to do. And I'm, yeah, I don't know how much of that. I mean, we don't like doing that. We are not beer experts. Name 10. I'm just going for, I'm going for, okay. First of all, it looks phenomenal. It's, it's dark. It's rich that the head, which is actually dissipating because it was poured so amateurishly looks like it. Lo- oh my gosh. If I look in there, it's like Europe. But anyway, it's All yeah. So the head's kind of pulling away a little bit, which you expect from a bottled beer. It's hard to keep a solid head on it. Yours has kind of vanished. Mine was non-existent. Oh, really? But I tend to pour my beers very softly. Oh, do you? I'm, I'm not much of a right. watch it foam kind so, of guy. So if you look at the color, 
Yep. Oh, I, I can't wait to get into the smell of this <laughs> thing. But the uh, the color, I mean, it is black. It is dark. It is, there is no room for error on that. So I don't know whose soul they made this out of, <laughs> but we'll have to. Uh, he was a bad dude. He's a bad dude. Real bad. He was not, he was not, no, he was. <laughs> yeah. It's from Happy Land. All right, so. This thing is dark. And one thing I noticed, jamming your face down on it. Mm-hmm. You do get quite a hint of the barrel. Yep. You know. Um, which in my estimation is never a bad thing. No. I, especially I mean that's that's the that's kind of its selling point is that it's a barrel age, so it's supposed to pick up all of those those deep tones out of it. Mm-hmm. And the smell of it is just amazing. Yep. So it's it's that dark I'm getting you know, a lot of times it can get raisiny and I don't which is not a bad thing, but this right. doesn't have that. This is this is just kind of that okay. it's there's almost like the it's like a bourbony kind of smell, but without the boozy. Yep. And I'm not getting boozy. I'm also like, I'm getting dark chocolate, like the 95%. Stuff. Oh yeah. Like the stuff I make cookies out of. Oh yeah. Yep. I get that too. So now what's the percentage on this? Uh, he said reaching know. for his old man glasses. All right. <laughs> Wait for him to put them on. Hold on. Holy crap. I can't see. I can't He's see. got them on. We need, yeah, I do. I've got them on and they're. This is amazing. It's a lighting issue. Um, I I need like a floodlight to see it. It does not say. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe it's. It says I don't believe it's on there. Imperial aged in oak bourbon barrels. So yeah, this one is um, mm. unbelievably opaque. Now, I yeah, it's it's first of all, it's delicious. Oh wow, it's it's there's there's age to it, which if you've had a beer that's been age for a good long time it's got that already like yeah how how long ago were you at the okay so this would have been probably october so it's been oh. sitting since uh, about six months it's been to, sitting here of, in the cellar so yeah at the time of recording so but that's not an is that enough to give age to a beer uh it can help oh okay even out some edges um i will say i did have another one of the bottles mm-hmm. that we had brought home sure um it did not seem quite as refined as this one. Mm. So I had that one early on, and this one seems a little – it tends to kind of mute the rough edges when you let them sit just a little while. At least that's been my experience. Yeah. I, well, so. the thing yeah, the thing that I've noticed on a beer that I've bought – I've just started aging beer, and the stuff that I bought that I already had been aged for a little while um, – that usually, it, like I said, takes the notes off, but it also kind of blends all the flavors a little better. So you don't yep. have, so there's not as much of a distinction. And this has got it. This is really tasty. And I'm re- reminded of the, I mean, they, they make a night train that's really good. It's uh, that dark. Yeah. And you said it's a porter. I think night train porter. Yeah. Yeah. That well, one's I'm pretty sure it is. I don't know. Yeah. You could probably go to the internet and find out, but you know, if you're so, listening to this podcast, you're already there <laughs> on the internet. On the internet. Well, yes, exactly. Or you have been there recently. And right. we know who you are. No, we don't know who you are. We don't care. Well, we no. don't even care if you listen to it. Just yeah. click. Yeah. Make sure you click download. <laughs> and then after that, it's really, you know. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I care. Oh, I John care. cares. I, I care. I just want I to care. clicks. Mm. I'm still going back. There's a silky. Okay. So one of the things that you're supposed to pay attention to is like mouthfeel, yep. which, which is more important than you'd think. I mean, you know, a lot of times you're, you're, listening, yep. you're thinking, oh, well, this is going to be one of those silly different terms that wine snobs and beer snobs, and we try very hard not to be beer snobs here use, but this is that mouthfeel is really, really important because it, it adds to the enjoyment. Yeah. This is sticking around. (laughs) 
I don't know. I'm, I don't know if it's because I have more and I'm salivating or it's just, <laughs> it's just, oh, that's good. Yeah. To this, the brewery. this one is really, you really collect a lot of that dark chocolate, but there's, there's enough bourbon in it where it, it, it kind of takes that sharp edge off of the, the top end of the like burnt bitter chocolate almost. Yeah. There's no bitterness to this. No, because it ends up being like a really smooth bourbony finish to it, which I, to me, that's how it stacks up a little differently than some of the other barrel aged ones. Some of them come in a little hot. Some of them are a little sweet. This one has a really interesting balance. Uh, not super complex, uh, just really well done, you yeah. know, so it, you get that kind of dark chocolate feel and then you have the bourbon, the bourbon comes in strong, but not hot. Mm -hmm. And then it leaves you with that kind of barrel taste as it slowly melts away. So, I mean, I think you're right too about mouthfeel. It's one of those things where, you know, you, you don't really talk about a lot, but I think it makes a lot more impact than, than a lot of people maybe consider. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, at least for me, especially the bigger the beer, the bigger the difference that the how it comes across your palate really uh, makes. Mm -hmm. Did I yep. say that right? I think I think it did. We're, okay. we're going to go. This with is it. a big beer. It, I, there's no alcohol. There's no ABV posted on the label, but I would care to say that this is over nine percent. Yep. yep. Probably easily. Um, yeah, it's it's large. Yeah, I think bottom line, bottom line for me just to. Uh, just to end out a segment here, the uh, I, bottom line on my side of the table is if you're into the barrel-aged beers, this one's going to be great. You're going to dig it. Um, if you haven't tried one before, this, if you can grab a bottle of this, you're going to get the full experience without any of that nastiness that you can get from from some of them. Yeah, so. I, yeah I think it really stays away from... I guess uh, any major negative mm -hmm. points, right? There are certain things where um, I, it comes together really nicely, and I think it was a job well done by Oso on this one. Yep. And I do think they do a great job with a lot of their bigger uh, stouts and porters and darker beers in general. Um, I agree. So, yeah, I'd, I'd add this one to the list. Uh, like John said, if you're a barrel-aged fan, check this one out. It's All right. definitely worth it. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Welcome back to Driftless Drinks. So today we're going to talk about hazy, juicy beers, right? Mm. Which mm. I've been diving into a little bit. This is this is kind of a little bit like uh, me diving into the to the brute beers and kind of wrestling with the brand new type of beer. And when I say brand new, um, it's not completely new because this has been made for a few years, and okay. I mean just a few years. Um, as craft brewers are going through, they're kind of experimenting with stuff and they're putting weird stuff into, into beer. They're trying different techniques. Right. Uh, we already talked about barrel aging one, which is, which is something that actually has been going on for a couple hundred years, really. Yeah. But this, so they're trying brand new stuff, like adding spruce tips to things. Well, one of the types of beers that they've come out with, they call a New England IPA. They've been coming up with this beer that, um, is, a completely different take on an IPA. The Brewers Association has just picked it up and they've just started recognizing it. And that was just in two, their 2018 guidelines included juicy hazy. 
Mm. And the Juicy Hazy, they included three different kinds. They included an IPA, they included a strong ale, and they included a pale ale. They have a very unique look and flavor to them. And I know you're not an IPA guy, right? I am not. So I'm fascinated, and that's why I'm doing a lot of listening right now. I'm learning. Okay. Yes. Learning some things. And I don't want to, I don't want to take over the mic. So with with these um, these juicy hazies, um, there are some place there are some people who are making a different they distinguish between a juicy and a hazy, but the Brewers Association doesn't. They call them juicy hazy. End of story. Hmm. When you buy it in the store, you might see juicy, you might see hazy. Usually you'll usually you'll, you'll just see hazy. Right. Sometimes you'll see the juicy hazy stuff, uh, and that is how we're getting a lot of it. So one of the ones that I, I want to bring to the table here, we're so, actually going to try. So it's a juicy IPA. I'm going to crack this one while yeah. you're uh, explaining away. Oh, please do. And right. let's let's grab a couple of glasses let's, here. Yeah, uh, oh, so beautiful. So. With a hint of effervescence <laughs> at the top of the bottle. It's, oh, there's oranges in the room. Okay, not not really. But so what you'll see with the look of these is they are what they call unfiltered. But what you'll see is it's cloudy. The one we're trying right now is by Bell's. And Bell's uh, makes a hazy called Official. And uh, that was a beautiful pour, by the way. Yeah. Uh, that was you you know yourself. I totally man. gave myself the better pour out. Of That's that. all right. Sorry you, about you that. You should. You um, should. So yeah. Bell's official hazy India Pale Ale. And Bell's is out of where's Bell's out of, just so we know. They're out of Michigan. That's what I thought. Yeah. Comstock, Michigan. Comstock, Michigan. And in turning the label over, if you don't mind me taking over here for a second. Please, please. Uh reading the marketing on the label. Pungent American hops combined with wheat and pills and malt result in a smooth, aromatic, juicy IPA. Mm. So it says hazy on the label. It says juicy on the back label. <laughs> it does. Um, then it does the government warning stuff. Oh, we don't read. Don't read that. Then you get into that the whole like cash refund for the bottle. That, it that's does important. say at the bottom here. It says packaged on March eleventh, twenty nineteen. It is now May the fourth. Be with you. It is so May it's the 4th about be two years or two months old, and it does say right <laughs> above that shelf life of six months. So this is meant to be drankid fairly freshly. Yep. And so. yeah, and we should mention that. Well, the, this episode is probably going to come out um, a couple months from now, a uh, month or two, maybe. We don't know. We don't know what our schedule is yet. We don't we, schedule. We don't schedule these. We just do it's these. Bad news. So, a, as you can see, it's it is cloudy, it and is. that's where you get the unfiltered name from. Yeah. Um, nothing I could find ever said that. Oh. See, mine's a little clearer because we. Oh, yeah, because you got the top half. I got the, the top bottle. half. I got the bottom half where all the things we should have shaken it up first, John. Do we? Yeah, I'm so back and forth. That's a whole other episode. It looked like the uh, clubhouse after the World Series. I'm not going to describe the motion you just made. Not, I, no, I think okay. it's pretty self-explanatory. It is. Yeah, it was. It was a shaking motion with Feeding one hand. Ducks. Yeah, Feeding the ducks. Mix is that batch. What, don't. Ooh. All right. <laughs> so what you're going to see with this is it's nice and dark. It's cloudy in appearance. So. Here are the things that the Brewers Association says. It should be cloudy in appearance. It should have a low to a medium bitterness. When they make this, what they do is they take this huge addition of hops at the end of the brewing process, and they just pack it in there. Hmm. And I'm not sure of the chemistry, and I don't want to – even if I knew, I wouldn't bore people with it. But what ends up happening is you get a beer that does not – it's not supposed to be – Bitter should have a low to maybe a medium bitterness. And mm-hmm. I haven't had a bitter one yet. Some of them are just smooth and, and beautiful. Yeah. 
and they have this beautiful fruit flavor coming out of it. And what's supposed to be back to mouthfeel, a silky mouthfeel on it. Yeah. So try that. So we got Bell's official here. Give it a taste and see what you think here, Mark. I am. And, uh, yep. Right off the nose, floral citrus, bing, bang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's very medium to light body, um, solid, smooth carbonation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what differentiates a Juicy Hazy from a NIPA, Northeast IPA? It, it's the same thing. Northeast IPA is a Hazy Juicy. Now, if you go- Why all the names? Well- <laughs> I know. I'm, you're probably the wrong guy. No, I, yeah. I might be the wrong guy. I've looked into this. I'm, I'm it, just instantly pissed off at John right now. <laughs> like, you bring all of these names, bring to, these my names to your what table. What are we doing? Okay. So uh, what happened was that the New England style, this was, this was developed in New England. And it was developed as an IPA before okay. it moved into the pales and the strong ales. And it was developed in New England and it was done with that major end of hops on it. And what they found is that they came up with something completely different and they tried to call it um, an NE IPA, a New England IPA. Nobody understood what that meant. Just like you just asked me. Right. right? So they don't know what that means. But if you say hazy, juicy, okay, juicy, I'm going to get some fruit flavors out of it. Hazy, it's going to be not clear. And those are descriptors, and that took off with the populace better, and that's what the Brewers Association came up with. Gotcha. So if you look at the Bruce Brewing Associate Brewers Association guidelines, they do not mention New England IPA, but they do mention the juicy hazy in those three kinds. Gotcha. Definitely a, a medium, kind of low hoppy. I guess I don't know what the IBUs are. They don't have that. This one clocks in at 6.4% ABV, but there's no mention of uh, IBU on here. Um, they don't put that on that label. I mean, I would put it up with um, like a strong pale ale as far as hoppiness. It's not mm-hmm. hop prevalent. I mean, you can notice them. You can smell <laughs> them and you can taste them, but it's not... It doesn't overshadow anything else in the beer. Okay. And I really, the mouthfeel of it is, um, sits nice and lightly on the tongue for uh, kind of a lighter to medium bodied beer. I think they did a, probably a really nice job considering all of the guidelines that we've just been uh, through here. So I, I think, yeah, this is probably a good example of it. The, really the only other, I think, Noble Roots in Green Bay has... Uh, Northeastern IPA and uh, shout to Jeff Harding, who's bringing me a four pack of those back. I got to try one a few months ago at a tasting and man, was it, it was good. Was it? So I was looking forward to having some more. So at some point I will bring you a, uh, a can of that. They oh, come in 16 ounce cans. Um, with that one, uh, and that's leading to the style. And now that you've, you know, run us through the definition of what the style is, that one really nails all corners of it. So uh, at some point, we'll get back together on that and, <laughs> and we'll plow through one of those. But yeah, okay. So this was the Bell's official Hazy India Pale Ale, clocking in at 6.4%. Uh, remember, if you buy these to drink them suggested within six months, it's yeah. on the back of the label. So now we're going to dive into another Hazy Juicy Northeast IPA. Yeah. Now this one, I'm going to hand you the bottle. I'm going to, I'm going to, the can. I'm going to open and I'm going to open the other one here. I brought two of these. So this is Splendid Moose. Oh, he's, he looks like a dead moose. 
he kind of has the cross-eyed. He, uh, he's yeah. sleeping. He's got the little halo oh, over he's him. Sleeping. He's sleeping. Well, yeah, All he's right. got the stars. That's the sleeping idea. He's splendid. Voice. Now, this is from Insight Wood Brewing, which is out of the out of the cities. Um, I think they've actually expanded. Wait, where is this out of now? This is out of the Twin Cities. I think it's out of Minneapolis. Oh, Insight. Yep. Yep. So, with Insight, I'm going to open this bad boy up. All right. So, with this one, I want you to contrast this with what we had. I think Bell's is... A good solid. Are you gonna open that one too? Oh, I did. That's all right. Here I wasn't go. supposed to. Oh, that's all right. We're, we can do it. I'm all right. We I'm have our though. drivers might drink this. You don't have a driver. I got a driver. What? Nothing. Okay. Are we golfing? No, we're not golfing. But I'm also not living here. So if you look at it, you get even more of that uh, that haziness yeah. out of this. These are obviously in cans. These are in 16 ounce cans, um, which I think that's all Insight puts out, which is good. And the first time I tried one of these, I thought I should have, I should have squeezed it. I thought it would, <laughs> it, it was so orangey the first so, time I tried one of these. Let's roll over the can here again. It's uh, the uh, Insight Brewing Splend, Brewing. Yeah, I'm <laughs> bad a thousand a day. Insight Brewing Splendid Moose. Don't feed the Splendid Moose, it says <laughs> on the uh, front of the can on the back as you roll it over. Chapter LXIII. It's big numbers with letters <laughs> it says don't feed the splendid moose stay now i murmured as i reached a hand out to the enormous ghostly moose he bowed his head and shortly after some coaxing i scrabbled up upon his back i ooh, phrasing i had traveled <laughs> to the far farthest northeast corner of the country in search of an orangey citrusy mythical pale ale and as i always say you can't beat travel by ghost moose back there is a lot of stuff going on on there that uh, even Warren Zevon, I think, would have trouble quantifying. Yeah, and they have the one of the things I've noticed about Inside is that when they have one, um, when they have a beer from a region, they always have a different map on it. Now I know that they okay. started in the cities, and and this one has a map of Massachusetts on yeah. the back, and I've seen other serving uh, other ones from them that had um, at least. I remember specifically seeing um, Oregon. So, give what are you getting out of the nose? Compare that to what you just tried with with Bell's Official. Um, grapefruit. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, almost a bit of uh, like a wheat. You get a weedy out of that. Okay. Um, I'm I there. Could with be you. wrong, but it's just. To me, there's a little lemony there. Yep. I'm getting the grain out of it, but to me, the, the citrus is overwhelming on this. Yeah. it's uh, To me, it's very straight grapefruit forward. All right. So give, give her a shot and okay. see what you think. So, all right. Splendid moose. Here we go. Down the hatch. Interesting. He, he furrows his brow, looks to the side. And contemplates it as <laughs> as if it was a dog who just bit him, but he feels no pain. Wow, it's a different animal, isn't it? Mouthfeel is dead on here. Mm -hmm. I gotta say, um, the back end of this holds up nicely. I'm trying to think of words for it, <laughs> other than it's just it's very interesting, and I am enjoying it thus far. Yeah, uh, go, go. it's it's not. Oh, what's a, what's the words I'm looking for here? It's not super prevalent with uh, any sort of backbone to it. Mm -hmm. um, 
really kind of lets that whole grapefruit thing play on without being, you know, chewing on aspirin sour. Yeah. And so that's the thing with, with these, they are massively hopped at the end of the brewing process, yep. which you would think would make them that aspirin-y taste. And that's what, when people don't like hops and when that's overpowering, I don't like them either. Uh, but with this, so if you go out there and you buy a hazy IPA, um, your IPA f- um, friends who are into it are going to dig it unless for some reason they're weird. Well, they're IPA fans. So yeah, I mean, we're all weird. Oh man. And then they, um, but on the other hand, you get, you get to have something that isn't so bitter. It doesn't have like, yeah. like that punchy in the face kind of thing. This is like an IPA for regular folks. Yep. <laughs> so now there's this, this kind of technique. There, there are uh, juicy hazies in pale ale and strong ales. I could not find a strong ale hazy. Yeah. I would um, love to try that. That sounds, that would, unbelievably weird and appealing to me. <laughs> yep. Me too. There are a couple of pails out there. Um, a couple of the, but the ones I found were either straight out of new England. And then there was one out of San Diego. Um, and those are the only two that I, I saw that could be at all readily available. Other ones were ones that were made that were not um, made for public uh, consumption. They weren't sent out. You could get them gotcha. at the breweries, yep. but you couldn't, you couldn't go mm-hmm. out and buy it. So if you can find a hazy pale ale and you like it, Hey, you know, hit us up online, driftlessdrinks.com. Let us yeah, know. Send us one. Yeah. Or send us one. Uh, that would be awesome. Uh, but yeah. show us yeah. your hazy IPAs. Exactly. Cause uh, we would really love to experience more of this style. I, I think it's interesting. It's a, an, again, another way of looking at brewer brewering, I cannot. <laughs> I like brewing. Go with no. We're going I'm with brewing. Just brewery. dying here. It's a. It's another way for uh, breweries to make uh, a similar style of beer, but make it taste completely different just mm-hmm. by uh, the way that they add ingredients in the process. So it's very interesting. I'm really digging my foray into these so far. I think I'm only four or five deep here uh, into the hazy, juicy Northeast IPAs. But it, if everything you can. You've taken about IPAs that you've learned in the past. I wouldn't say you would throw it wholly out the window, but I think you hang it out the window as you're driving down the highway. So, all right. right. Well, John, thank Thank you for the uh, knowledge transformation, transference. (laughs) Thanks for letting me do my homework. The splendid moose has rendered me unconscious. (laughs) (laughs) Going down. Got ran over by the moose. (laughs) Just nothing but beer in a hat rack. Claw marks on the back. So, welcome back to Driftless Drinks. We're going to do one more segment called Crack a New One. I always John. Should. Sir. <laughs> I'm awake. My fine, faithful, feathered friend over here has brought us a new beer from <sighs> Surly called One Man Mosh Pit. Yeah, which I'm is a, little, a hazy IPA. I'm a little afraid of this thing. Yeah, are you? A little, a little are bit. You? Not because, not because of. All you're, right. you're afraid we're going to pour this into the tulip glass. No, we just. No, we're going to. I yeah, know. I know that's really all we have left. That is all we got. On the table here. But you know, yeah. when the when the chips are down and you've gone through a lot of beer, sometimes all you got left is the tulips. Right. <laughs> Don't be thrashing about <laughs> <to> me tulips. <laughs> Uh, it, was, it was a wonderful time, but he thrashed my tulips. <laughs> you yeah. gotta do a little thrashing. Read, read the damn can. All right, here's the marketing on the label. Surly one man mosh pit looks really loud on the front. Uh, on the it's back. It's pink. 
That's the other it's, thing too. Black, white, and pink. It is. So like if you grew up playing guitar in the 80s, this looks a lot like the color that kind of came out with the Ibanez Gem series. Do you remember those? The 777. Oh yeah, with the handles on it, with the head like the yeah. knuck, the, the knuckled bumps on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like if you're looking for this in the store, just look for the one that looks like the old Ibanez. Uh on the back. <laughs> for the eight people out there who are guitar players who know what we're yeah, talking about. Right. Oh, they know. Oh, they do. An absurd dose of Amarillo, Citro, and Mosaic Dry Hopping hoists this IPA above the fray. Juicy and hazy, it's the perfect soundtrack to the music in your head. Summer breeze. Make, make me, me feel fine. Don't do something. Words, words, words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Running in a circle and shoving yourself optional. I don't know. We need to shoving have this Shoving yourself optional. Wait a minute. Back up. Shoving yourself optional? Oh, well, that's what it says here. It's no. running in a circle and shoving yourself optional. It's like a separate statement. Oh, 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 oh that's the end of the sentence. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so that's, All right. Uh, I've, I've never run myself optional. And so that's like why a, I was. Yeah, it's like a run yourself optional. Um, I think I've actually done that on more than one occasion. Uh, running. Uh, yeah. So I think what they're trying to say, this is like some sort of disclaimer that comes with it. Oh, don't read the disclaimer. I don't want to know. Uh, See, this is why I'm afraid of it. Well, yeah, it's a well, one-man mosh pit. I mean, we've all seen these guys at shows. The one guy that tries to fire up a pit and, you know. And fails if, miserably. If not, yeah. Yeah. The, the worst case scenario is, like, like, if nobody else is into it, the dude gets his ass I know. It's, it's, like, just, it's like, dude, this is Dan Fogelberg. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? You're just going to get beat up. Yeah. Oh, gee, the, guy, the guys from Journey looking down at the stage. What are you doing, man? They don't stop believing, but yeah, you can stop doing what you're doing. I man. think you trampled grandma. <laughs> All right, pass I, that you thing You know, over. and I heard she'd got run over by a reindeer. Ooh, incriminating right. claws marks on so, the back. All right. Pouring out the surly one-man mosh pit in a glass. It is extremely hazy, almost to the point of being opaque. That is. Um, it is thick. I will say that. It is um, definitely translucent. Oh, yeah. I got a good head on this one, though. Yeah, nice, light, and uh, fairly effervescent up there's, top. There, there, there's stuff floating in my in my glass. Uh, well, since they're unfiltered, the yeast and stuff has sank to the bottom and yeah, coagulated I, I, at I, the bottom of the can there. So, See, I thought unfiltered was just some kind of weird saying. I didn't realize I actually filtered. I've, no, that's the, unfiltered. Those are your chunks. <laughs> that's what you get with the unfiltered. Those are your chunks. No, well, they are. are my chunks. Not, not mine glass. That, there, yeah, mine is completely, mine is completely, it's translucent. I cannot, yeah. I, I can't see my fingers on the other side of the glass. Yeah. Wow. Knock you out with the citra right up top. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of the, I'm getting that HP kind of smell. Hewlett Packard. Okay, the head's going away. Oh, you've tried it already. Yeah, sorry. Okay. I couldn't resist. Because um, I'm getting, I'm getting so much grapefruit off the top of that. Yeah. I mean, it, even more than Splendid Moose. All right, I'm going in. Yeah, I mean, it. it's like grapefruit juice. That's what it smells like. There is no mention of... Oof. Yeah, right? Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold the horses there. That is... Of the hazies we've tried today, that is the least punching in my face. That is really kind of mellow for me. How's it treating you? Um, I don't know if I'd say mellow, but I, I mean... Uh, Again, from the marketing on the can and stuff, I was really expecting this to be a punch in the nose. Mm -hmm. And really, I mean, if you're a one-man mosh pit, I suppose you can go at whatever speed you want, you know, <laughs> listening to Seals and Crofts. Seals and Crofts. So, uh, like, uh, 
Yeah. I mean, it's wow. So, okay. Mm. So here's the thing. Uh, now to me, there's, there's the sip and then there's the, we're not going to chug because I don't think you get anything out of a chug, but the, uh, but I'm going to do the big full mouthful of this stuff. Yeah. All right. We're going to do this. It is really fruity. The, the grapefruit really, I mean, it goes from grapefruit on the nose to grapefruit right on the palate all the way out. Dang. It is, uh, it's like Tropicana grapefruit in, in a can. It's. I, I'm gonna, and the only reason I'm going to back off on me saying that this is grapefruity because I get I get the smell of it, but the flavor of it I do not care for grapefruit juice as much as this smells that way. I, I just get this beautiful, nice citrusy beer flavor out of this. Yes. I think the big thing too is uh, the mouthfeel of this isn't maybe quite as velvety as some of the other uh, hazies we've tried mm-hmm. or some of the other ones I've experienced. I, I would say That's though. True. The middle of this beer is delightful in the fact that it shows up and it goes away. And when it goes away, it goes away very cleanly. And I really, I can appreciate that instead of having that big punch in the nose of the grapefruit and stuff like that attacking Mm -hmm. you all the way down. It really cleans up. Okay. So let's, let's, let's talk about that for just a second because when I'm, because I'm getting the same kind of thing. So when you try this, um, when I try this, I get, I get, it's all nose. So like the mouth, the mouth is not there. I get a little bit of that dryness in the back of my tongue. Right. But you remember when we were trying the brutes in episode two, when we were giving those a shot, it like vanished. Yeah. This is vanishing for me as well. And if you remember the Sierra Nevada brute, that one had like a little bit of the, the, um, <clears throat> that little bit of dryness in the back, like you get out of a, out of a Cabernet, you know, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but I get, I get that from it. I get that from this too, but this is living in my nose. So whereas yeah. the brute vanished, yep. this is still sitting in my nose. It's not bad. Uh, mm. No, I think they did a yeah, this really is not, nice job with this, to be honest. Um, this is good. This All is right. fantastic. Uh, thanks for bringing this one over, John. Surly, hats off to you guys for really knocking down this hazy thing. Um, you bet. This is Surly's IPA. It's a hazy IPA, one-man mosh pit. Look for the pink and black can. It comes in a four-pack box like most, most of Surly's stuff. Yeah. And Fantastic. Give it a shot. See All what right. you think. Thanks, John. Thank you, sir. Well, welcome back to Driftless Drinks. We're getting ready to sign off here. Um, what did we have today, John? Well, uh, we started off with the Oso's Barrel Aged uh, Imperial Stout. Is that right? It was that Imperial? Is yeah. Yep. It was absolutely wonderful. Uh, I am super happy you let me try it. I've been looking forward to it ever since I found out you had a bottle that I was going to get to try. So it was, and it did not disappoint. It was marvelous. Yeah. And then from there, we went to the Bell's official hazy India pale ale. I almost couldn't say India pale ale. <laughs> hazy India. God, I am just batting a thousand here today. Bell's official hazy India pale ale, uh, which is a hazy, juicy NEIPA. Um, very solid offering from Bell's, who always does a very fine job with most of their beers. Yep. And, and then from there. And from there, we went off. We still kept on the whole. Uh, any IPA thing, and, and we tried Splendid Moose, which is actually listed as a Northeast-style pale ale. So this is actually supposed to be a pale ale as opposed to an IPA. I think we misrepresented this bad boy. Oh, man. So we actually found Second a pale ale one. besides the San Diego and New England one. So this is um, 
Yeah. So, and this was quite good. Very orangey. I thought, um, not yeah. quite as, not quite as orangey as the first time they send it out, but really, really tasty. I thought. And, uh, yeah. after that, we kept up with that. So what do we go, That's where right. do we go after so, that? In keeping with the hazy IPA tradition, as we have, uh, established on show number three, uh, Surly's one man mosh pit hazy IPA, really surprising, uh, the amount of kind of, uh, grapefruity citrus you get on the front end of it and through the middle of the beer. And then at the end, everything just vanishes and goes away so cleanly and nicely. Uh, a, a wonderful offering from, uh, Surly. Um, that we were able to enjoy. And I still haven't got to the naughty bits that ended up at the bottom of the glass on this one. That's right. I promised to try them. We'll put that on YouTube. We'll put that on YouTube. Well, definitely, I might put that in the show notes if I get to, if I get down that far. He actually, he, went, he got a fork. <laughs> I got a fork. trying to stab at Yeah, it didn't, it didn't just, work. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's not that much. I, I'm supposed, I, it's supposed to be there. So shout outs. <laughs> Should we do a couple of shout outs? Uh, just, these are random shout outs. These are not, we don't have any sponsors. So this is a shout out. I'm going to start. I'd like to shout out to Roland. It was at 61 Liquors in Winona, Minnesota, who turned me on to a couple of really good beers lately. None of these, but um, I really appreciate uh, their help with that. I do not know their pronouns. Forgot to ask. Hmm. So so I'm just going to go with they. So they they helped me out quite a bit. And if you happen to be around there in uh, the Winona area, ask for Roland. Same here to uh, Chad from the break room in Tomo, who has been hmm. keeping some very, very nice beers in the back of the cooler. And uh, for providing the Toma area with Tuesday night beer nights. If you're in the area on uh, every other Tuesday, and I'd have to figure out which Tuesday that would be. <laughs> but if you go to their Facebook page, The Break Room Bar in Toma, Chad will hook you up on Tuesday beer nights. It's awesome. It's like a 5 or $10 buy-in. He sorts out five or six different ones he's got back there. Just really interesting stuff he gets from all over the states and beyond. Um, does a really nice job hosting down there. So, uh, thanks Chad for, uh, getting that going in the community and also for the surly darkness that I forgot to get in a growler this week. Oh, Chad dude, you promised. He's got oh. the bottom of the barrel going oh, on. He wants to dump it out. So I'm like, yeah, I'm in. All right. Maybe we should go there. We should go there. <laughs> Driftless Drink Studio recording courtesy of HPJ Studios in Toma. Visit us at www.driftlessdrinks.com if you haven't already, and where you can comment on each episode. Yeah, if you'd like to drink along with us, hit us up on Instagram. We feature each episode's brew a week ahead of time. So if you guys want to drink along with us, find us on Instagram. Look for the pick a week later. You can have beers with us. That's all for this week. My name is John. My name is Mark. Be sure to keep a cold one handy for us. Thanks. <laughs> oh, Tulip's going to get in the marsh pit now. <laughs> Come on, Tulip. You're thrashing about me tulips. <laughs> <laughs> Do you thrash? You've hurt my tulips. <laughs> I have seen the devil and I have cast him out and he was a lima bean. <laughs> <laughs>